Hi, everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Delighted to be peering into the creative studio of comics reader Laverne Kinzierski. Laverne, thank you for jumping in and talking with me for a few minutes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my my pleasure. My pleasure. Glad to have you. I'll mention a couple of titles, but but you have worked on a lot of books. Quite Way a few too books. many. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking through um just last night at Batman Holy Terror because I was a big Elseworlds fan and um your coloring with the the Norm Brayfogle art is just wonderful. Um Animal Man, Norse Mythology, Doctor Fate. Uh, as well as Agents of Law and ju just a variety of books and titles and worlds that you've uh, crafted in. So much appreciation from this side of the Zoom. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, also appreciating the art that's on the wall behind you, the creative space that you've got there. So thanks oh, yeah. for, for bringing that. Yes, I've got uh, the... the uh, actually, I guess what you're seeing is the bottom three, which is... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, the 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 one on the on the far I gotta get mixed up the, the far one I'm pointing at in mm -hmm. that direction uh, that's that's from Dr. Fate with Sean McManus uh, and uh, the center one is a uh, a page from uh, a Barry Windsor Smith uh, Conan uh, 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 God what which one is it it's the one where uh, his uh, his big Norse friend gets uh, uh, gets killed, um, and the last one is uh, Spider Jerusalem hiding behind the lamp there. Oh wow! Nice. From um, Met Metropolitan? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up. Anyway, too many too many things to remember. And uh, first thing in the morning, I'm maybe not the sharpest I could be. I'm still working on my first coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. By all means, and and uh, coffee as you need to. I, I'm two or three cups in at this point. So, um, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, how did you decide that comics was the the creative space that you wanted to be in? Um, I'm not sure I was allowed to decide. Uh, my father was uh, was a comics fan, and when he came back from uh, uh, the Second World War, he had comics under his. Uh, under his arm that he wow. saw, uh, I guess through, um, I guess he would have seen them in maybe Montreal on, on the way back in and that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, my dad had, um, a box of comic books when I was a kid. And the first thing, uh, one of my, my early memories from when I was like about five years old was, uh, sitting out on the, uh, on the, um, the stand that uh, my mother stood on to hang the clothes up in the backyard. And it was a, it was a nice piece of, of uh, wood there and it was smooth. So it was like my little drawing table. And I think I was trying to, uh, trying to copy a, um, a phantom cover. I love it. Love it. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And so what were the, what were those books that he brought back? Were some of those like, um, some of the early superhero comics, yeah. or was it Bon yeah. Disney? Or uh, uh, unfortunately for me, um, they were all destroyed mm -hmm. by my mother at one point. But um, there was uh, really early stuff that he got. So I think he, 
I'm I'm uh, trying to remember. Well, he had he had the uh, the first uh, Superman. Oh but, wow! But I remember it being in 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 not great shape when I was little before mm -hmm. before my mother decided to burn the box. Uh, and uh, I think he had some Fighting American, and, uh, and I seem to remember. Uh, I I seem to remember some. Um, I don't think he had any EC. I think he had. Um, um, what's his, the early Vision stuff? Mm -hmm. Was that Simon and Kirby that did the early Vision? I can't remember now. I think so yeah. yeah. I remember the, those things sort of vaguely, and then there was a then there was comics that were not in the box, not locked in his his closet, that I could could rough, rifle through, mm -hmm. and a lot of those back then you could buy. Uh, uh, you weren't supposed to, uh, but he knew the the local uh, pharmacist, and um, back then they tore the covers off of the comics, send the covers back in for the, the ones they didn't sell. Mm -hmm. And so he would give give me a pile of comics to read that didn't have covers. So I had uh, that's and so I uh, I guess I was really impressed with uh, getting a Phantom with a cover on it, mm -hmm. and I was trying. That's why I was trying to copy it because I didn't have have covers on on the books, which is probably safe with little kids. Right, <laughs> it's the comics that you don't care if they get uh, uh, left out in the rain or or destroyed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we we sort of nodded toward the span of books that you've worked on, and I named some titles, but any particular sort of crown jewels or most positive experiences that bubble to the surface? Oh boy! Um, <laughs> well, there's still stuff that uh, that I would uh, love to work on. I I have I I. I was fortunate that I got to cover uh, color the uh, when they reprinted a lot of the Conan stuff that uh, that Barry had done originally. Mm -hmm. I got to do covers on the the reprints, um, and uh, and then work with Raphael Cannon on the regular uh, Conan title, and um, and uh, I worked on some of the stuff on on Transmetropolitan. Uh, but not the regular, I wasn't the regular colorist. So some of the stuff that was done, some of the art things where they had a collection of uh, pinups and that. But, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember, I don't think I got to do anything with uh, John Basama. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was he was a, a huge hero of mine. I, I, I was lucky to meet him and, and uh, got to sit down... Uh, I think we were stuck at a table in in um I'm trying to remember which table it was. I think it was Marvel in uh in San Diego and so I spent, you know, an afternoon yakking with him. That nice. that was a that was a big big thing for me. And uh many many other people like that. I've had uh uh I've got to work with Jack Kirby again recoloring stuff uh, when they did a, a Challenger story, so I got to work on a story uh, with Kirby, and uh, I worked with Will Eisner and and guys like that, as well as is you know the next generation of people like uh, Kaluta and, and Wrightson and and them, and then and then uh, then newer guys like 
like Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, and that when the image was first coming out, Eric mm -hmm. Larson was. Um, I had really liked uh, uh, working with Eric Larson uh, on a little bit of the Savage Dragon stuff and that, which was was great because I uh, kind of been a fan of his stuff since his early Doom Patrol uh, stuff at DC, mm -hmm. and I liked I liked his uh, really dynamic way he drew it. He wasn't trying to make uh, you know he wasn't trying to do what. Uh, what Basema and, and uh, Alcala had done with Conan and stuff, it was a really different approach. So I, I, I've got a wide range of, of uh, styles and art that I that I really enjoy. Um, uh, meeting and working with Gil Kane on a couple of things uh, was great. So it, it was uh, the the convention life allowed me to meet a lot of the people that I that I really enjoyed, and then uh, being a colorist, I get to uh, I got to work with a lot of uh, a lot of other people in that. So, uh, geez, it's hard to it's hard to pick out gems because I have been really lucky and got to meet you know a lot of my heroes that I that I uh, idolized growing up. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Very cool. Like like trying to pick out a, a gem in a jewelry store, I'm sure. Pardon me? I said it's like trying to pick out a gem in a jewelry store, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, well, until you see the prices. Right, right. True, true. That is true. <laughs> um, so in, in terms of your work and your approach, what are some of the things that you think about, the, the sort of process that you go through as you're coloring a book? Well... I just got asked that by um, somebody who's uh, who um, may be working on a relaunch of the uh, the Hellblazer stuff or Constantine. Oh wow! So I got a yeah, I got a call from uh, uh, a designer in in LA who uh, may be working on that. So I don't know if this is a scoop or not. Nice. But nice. Uh, he asked me about that because they were looking for. Uh, I guess they wanted to. A different look for what they're doing in that and and so i had to think about when i was working on hellblazer uh what i was doing there and and uh sometimes it's it's uh something you have to work out with the editor mm -hmm. or something you know or for the editor because the editor will come in and say uh like on the on the uh the early constantine hellblazer stuff Karen really wanted a different look for it, and uh, and that's why she wasn't she she wanted to avoid uh, people who had been doing regular comic color at that time or superhero color. And so uh, I remember we we talked, we met, and we talked about uh, the look of a lot of different books and that, and and so I didn't want it to be. Uh, too colorful in that because she wanted a different. I, I mean, it was the precursor of the vertigo look, mm -hmm. so she wanted certain things in that, and and so I uh, tried to uh, to to give her what she wanted in the story, but also uh, work out a thing where I had uh, I had you know you're always thinking about the the storytelling, so you want to have the people get that moment in the, the comic book that they would and like watching some of those early uh, uh, horror movies where 
everything might be a little bit dull or that. And then suddenly there's this bright green light in the background or a bright red light. And it's like, uh Oh, something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to decide um, if you want to use that to turn the volume up or if you don't want to use that because you want the, the, the picture, the horror of the picture, depending on what it is to carry that. So you make decisions like that. And, and it's, it's, it's a similar process again uh, with with uh, superhero books, but with superhero books, you've got all the bright lights and that. So you want to think about um, you want to go with flat stuff going into sad things or just storytelling questions and, and that. And and then after that, like when I was first working, I had to uh, figure out what I was doing because it was the early color separations and depending on the book you might have uh you might only have like 40 some colors to use so at that point it's it's really a lot harder to figure out what you want to do when you only have three blues right yeah yeah interesting and and complex work as well with a lot of decisions yeah and, and it's it's uh um also, when I uh, first got into coloring in that, I was fortunate in that I was working out of uh, George Freeman's studio. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was the studio monkey. I was I made really good coffee, <laughs> but I, I I got to to uh, work with him as his color assistant on the Elric, and that's how I I started uh, working out on the first comic stuff where we were painting little blue lines of of the. Uh, I guess they were, yeah, they were printed size blue lines. Mm. And, uh, and so you would hand paint stuff like that and, and, um, and, and working on that. And, uh, and I think I've bumped my brain out of where I was going with, uh, with this, but uh, uh, again, it's, it's, it's a lot of different decisions. And, Mm -hmm. and when I started, I started doing hand painting. And so I could mix up any color I wanted and I was familiar enough with airbrush so that I could get any effect I wanted. And then I went into working with DC and and had to step back into just those few colors and and, and make those decisions from that. And then uh, uh, then we developed um, a digital chameleon and commuter, computer color mm-hmm. and then uh, had to start working out the rules for that. Some of them... Uh, some of the rules for early computer work were uh, were that the uh, the art direction from the companies was that they didn't want us to use all the computer tricks. They wanted us to use it mostly to get the work done uh, fast. So it was originally seen as a production tool to speed up work rather than a creative tool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think of um, comic craft as being sort of on the forefront of the the digital lettering. Oh yeah, uh, trend, and then I don't know if you would call it a trend or um, transformation, maybe. Uh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, digital chameleon being right there with coloring in that way. Yeah, we uh, we started out um, when digital chameleon was starting out. There was also Ollie Optics with Steve Olaf's. Uh, company mm-hmm. and uh, digital chameleon was using photoshop whereas all the optics were using a, a um, 
a vector-based program. So they were cutting uh, little shapes to make the colors, whereas we could we could just airbrush and, and do more painterly stuff. Yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, well, certainly you've expanded the medium, been on the turns of some important changes. What are you exploring in terms of next creative steps, projects, things like that, that you can uh, talk I'm, about, of course? Uh, uh, okay, there's a couple of things I can't, but, mm -hmm. I, I, but I don't think they, they'll hurt my, uh, my answer. Uh, what I'm looking at is I, I'm trying to do more writing. I love it. Love it. And, uh, and, uh, cause I look at, at, um, I look at color and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things I'd like to do. Like, uh, um, we've been, Craig Russell has been, uh, adapting all of the, um, the, uh, Oscar Wilde fairy tales uh -huh, uh -huh. and there's one left. So, if I if I stopped coloring tomorrow, I would still have a have a slot open to do that because that I I would like to finish all of those and see them collected. But um, so there's you know I would want to color the the uh, what do you call it, the bucket list because there's still a few people that I haven't worked with that I would would love to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I think I want to explore more of uh, of the writing in that, and uh, I've been doing some of that um, on a series that I've been uh, writing for John Bolton to paint. The it's uh, it's we call it the Shame series because the the main character in there is is a woman, and her name is Shame, and it's a kind of allegorical kind of grown up fairy tale ish, mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, John's finished painting the first six books of it. And uh, uh, I just sent off the plot to him for the seventh and I'm waiting to see his breakdowns in that. We're doing, we're doing that Marvel style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's other, other scripts that I've worked on where I've written it full script, depending, it depends on, um, I guess how much I, um, how much control I want to uh, take in. Like if I was working with somebody that maybe I felt was uh, new to the business, then I would probably want to throw a whole bunch of stuff at them mm -hmm. uh, so that they could choose from it and, and, and work on their own style rather than, than say um, work Marvel style with them because uh, um Somebody like John working Marvel style with him, I think is is the best way to go because I don't want to get in his way. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't he doesn't need anybody holding his hand. Whereas if I was working with uh, maybe a new artist who who said who had a lot of questions, well, I'd want to try and answer all those questions in the script. So it's mm -hmm. it's a, a different kind of thing. And and. Um, and I guess it crosses over too when I'm working on on pieces of of uh, stuff when I'm coloring it, depending on the artist and that. Some artists are like, "Here's the artwork, do your thing," mm -hmm. whereas others are are 
well, others will say, okay, when you were doing uh, that thing, uh, the story in Norse mythology, you did this sunset thing, and I'd like to do something like that, but stretch it out in the story. Or, or um, so it's, it's, it really, uh, I mean, I'm, what I guess I'm underlining is comics is collaborative yeah. and you have to, you have to be able to uh, change your approach depending on the book and the people you're working with. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. And that, that's that creative flexibility and uh, being willing to be a good collaborator too, which I, I love and knowing who you're working with. Yeah. Uh, so last question is, where can listeners go to learn more? And you're also welcome to throw in, since you mentioned making good coffee, the secret to making good coffee. But you're also welcome to keep that to yourself if that's the more of a, no, a no, trade the secret. secret. To, the secret to making good coffee is chicory. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. My my dad yeah. loves that. So sounds good. If, uh, if you've, uh, I remember having a uh, coffee with chicory in it in uh, Café du Monde on the the banks of the river, just uh, in the French Quarter in New Orleans. Uh -huh. And they had a beautiful little cafe and they would make you fresh beignet and you could go out and they had a, a large sort of uh, covered area, but it was open. So you could sit out at a beautiful little table and look out at the, the Mississippi and and uh, sip your coffee with chicory and and uh, eat your beignet and uh, and try to wake up after that the night that you were at the the bar for the, uh, the con. <laughs> right, right, nice. Yeah, uh, and so those online spaces, any online spaces where people can connect? Uh, I I had uh, uh, some links. Mm -hmm. that I, I sent you i i don't know how you will uh present those but the online spaces i have are um sorry i'm just moving some windows around here all good uh, all good uh there's there's lavernek.com is my website and uh uh i have still a lot of work to do on it but there's some some good stuff in there uh my daughter is constant she's my web wizard so she's constantly going uh, you know how i asked you last year to do this <laughs> you do it this year nice. uh, it, it's it's i i tend to i i've got tunnel vision so when i'm working on a book i'm working on that book and and i really don't stop with anything and if i'm busy working that year then uh you know it's like fitting in family and friends around that and then the last thing you want to do is to well to do the job of the modern modern comic person now is you've got to do your own self promotion and and mm -hmm. et cetera et cetera. But uh, there's there's my website. There's also uh, there's a book you might want to look for on the Dark Horse site called Satan Swarm mm -hmm. that I just mm -hmm. finished with. Uh, uh, it's a Steve Niles story, but uh, the artist is uh, Piotr Kowalski, and uh, that was. Um, a different sort of look that we were developing there. And so I had a lot of input from uh, Piotr on, on, on the color of that. Whereas when I worked with him on the Norse mythology thing, mm -hmm. it was more, more input on uh, from Craig Russell on that because Piotr was working from Craig's uh, layouts. 
Um, the other site you want to go to is Renegade Arts Entertainment is to find my uh, shame books. But you'll also find two other books that I wrote there, one called Necromantic, okay. which is a, a, a spy, a spooky spy book that I wrote that uh, David Ross and uh, Jeff Fisherwood did a beautiful job on. And then uh, there's a hardcover book that I wrote called Underworld uh, okay. that's on Renegade Arts. And that was... Um, it's kind of a personal thing about me, but it's really about a a guy wandering around in Winnipeg who's just escaped from the uh, psych ward, and he thinks he's a uh, he thinks he's Odysseus. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's the Odyssey in modern uh, Winnipeg in the uh, the late eighties, and uh, um. Uh, CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, put it on their list of books to read the year that it, it came out. And then, okay. you know, there's then, I mean, you go to Amazon and you can look up my Tarzan uh, stories that I wrote. I think they're, I don't think Dark Horse is selling them anymore. I think they've gone and included it in part of a Tarzan omnibus. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wrote. Uh, I had Tarzan meeting the uh, some of the uh, the classic movie monsters like Phantom of the Opera and uh, um, the Frankenstein monster, Jekyll and Hyde. But I've I've written a, a bunch of different things in that, so that's a, a smattering of that. And uh, and I think if you go to the um, online uh, list of of DC or Marvel talent like the marvel.com thing they'll mm-hmm. have they'll have a list of, uh, of of people that have worked with them and a list of their books because uh, my credit list is a very very long list it is indeed it is indeed well, well thank you in the midst of all of the creating for taking some time I appreciate what you're doing in writing art uh, and the world of comics glad to have you back anytime to talk about any projects that are on the way oh i i, I love to yak so uh so anytime you uh have a question just shoot me one all right all right i appreciate that thanks so much and um talk again soon